This is an Alliance podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talking about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego. Got your boy here, TK, over here in the ones and twos. Mayor, get us back in the house. What's good with you, man? Good, man. Glad to be back. Out here saving the world. TK, how goes it? It goes well. It goes well, sir. I have no complaints on my end. Um, You know, Tuesday, let's hit it. Yeah, man, uh, it's uh, International Week, uh, which means actually a pretty big week for for the good old USA and everything. We got a uh, uh, Olympic qualifier players going on. We got uh, the senior team got friendlies this weekend with uh, Jamaica and Northern Ireland. I see, I see we played Northern Ireland quite a bit lately, but um, but yeah, we definitely got. Gonna gonna talk, gonna hit up the national team and um and to join us on that we guys got, got two special guests. First off, um, all the way out from from San Jose, she's the capo of San Jose Earthquake. She's the president of AL San Jose. She is a Wonder Woman of all all shapes and sizes. Miss Crystal Quadra Cutler, what is going on with you? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, yeah, that's not all. We got one more guest. One guest that we have been meeting to get this guy on pretty much damn near since. <laughs> since it's like, we go we go back like Gerber. We go back like, you know, don't, don't tread on this. We go back so far, man. But, uh, definitely got it that many people know. Uh, American Outlaws, done commercials. Been on, been on advertisements, been on everything. Like, if you don't know his face by now, I don't, I don't, I just haven't been following U.S. soccer, but give it up to my man and the original mayor of American Outlaws, Mr. Donald Wine. What is going on with ya? Yo, what's going on, man? It's been, it's been a minute. I have been waiting for the call. I'm honored to receive it uh, and also glad to be sharing uh, with all you guys, shout out to the to the other mayor in the group and to my homegirl Crystal. Uh, really good. We, we see each other all the time, so it's good to see you for the what? second time in 24 hours. But it's great to <laughs> be here with y'all. Yeah, yep. man, absolutely, man. Like I, I did not think it would take this long for us to get you on the show, but I'm glad that we finally uh, got you on. Like I said, we go, we go way back. Like it's probably been a decade. Yeah, a full yeah. decade. Yeah, like that's what's funny because um, I remember like when we when we uh, had Prez on the show and it was like, man, like we like we've been doing through a whole lot. <laughs> we used to go to games when games were like when everyone was like, wait, there's like multiple there's multiple black people at the games. I'm like, yo, <laughs> we found each other. We're all here. <laughs> oh God, uh, we got we got another homie Antonio. Like we were. Um, Actually, he's from LA, but he stays here in Atlanta now. And we were talking about that over the summer. It was like, and it's like we actually had that same that conversation. It was like when when everybody would go to games. It was like, hold up, like aren't you? Aren't you? Hold up, and, and you're not. Man, they get us confused all the time. All oh, the oh, they still do. They still do. 
uh crystal doesn't crystal 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 and i go way back too but there's definitely people who are just like i definitely know you man you're brandon and i'm like not Brandon, not Brandon, but good, good try. It was good. Effort. I mean, at least you're not Hank, so you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but yes, thank you guys. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, of course, you can always find us on your favorite podcast apps: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Our Heart Radio, everywhere, all all that good jazz, and also on the FTC UTD youtube channel you can see all our faces all the chocolate faces in the house and also a little french vanilla down here and that's what's up <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know but um but yeah man uh, like i said it's uh international week um and this is actually a pretty big week um um, for the U.S., uh, of course, it already got started um, over the weekend um, with the U23s uh, qualifying, for, trying to qualify for the Olympics um, in Tokyo. Uh, they so far they're two and zero. First played uh, Costa Rica, one uh, they won one nil, and then on Sunday they beat uh, the uh, Dominican Republic four nil. Um, what have um, what's been your guys' thoughts so far on, on like how Everything's been going. Crystal? Um, I, I I don't know. I, I've i been a little let down in some of it. Some of like that first half of that Dominican Republic game was rough. Like I, I know some of us, some of us in this chat, in this pod right now uh, had some feelings about that first half. I uh, got a lot better in that second half. Uh, <laughs> needed to make some changes tactically, but I think uh, it's pretty pretty smooth sailing at this point. I mean, it really doesn't matter what happens against that Mexico game. I mean, it's it's Mexico. You're still going to want to get the win because the rivalry and all that. But it really doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Really just need to win in the, the semifinal. And then we'll qualify for the first time in, you know, two cycles we missed. So this is a yeah. big deal. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a long time since the men have qualified for the Olympics. Uh, last time they um, made it was 2008. And I think you could definitely argue that a lot of what ultimately happened with the with the Miss national team can definitely be attributed to the fact that yep. we haven't been to the Olympics in forever. Um, and, and we haven't – those those young players – were able to use that as a as a launch pad to get onto the senior team, and eventually we got too old, and and then Trinidad happened. So yeah, <laughs> we, we go we hash that right now. It's, it's it's still too soon, but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like like who like who have you guys been seeing so far that that you kind of like, and like what would you like to see from the um from the team like in, in the knockout stages? For me, it's consistency in the attacking end. They have been very timid, it seems. I, I, I would say the guy that I like, that I've seen a little bit, but I've been very impressed by what I've seen so far is Hassani Dotson. Uh, he scored two goals yeah. the other day. But he he has an air about him that he feels confident. He's He actually is the guy that has the most experience of this group. Uh, mm-hmm. On the U23 level, he's been in the last like five or six U23 camps, and he's just right. been that guy that's been under the radar in Major League Soccer. But on the U23 level, he apparently is is Concacaf God because he just you know keeps scoring goals. So I think when it comes to the attacking third, we just need to be much more focused and polished. 
I will say this in the spirit of March, we survived and advanced in the first two games because it all comes down. I mean, tomorrow uh, or the, the game against Mexico was going to be big, but it's not the biggest game. And that's rare for a U.S. Mexico game to be second fiddle. The big game is Sunday when we're in the semifinal because the winner goes to the Olympics, the loser goes home and does not go to the Olympics. So that is the one game I I'm, it will be interesting to see who comes out of the group between, I believe, Honduras and Canada on Thursday because we'll be playing. It seems like we'll be playing one of those two teams. That's going to be the real game. And that's kind of where we're all kind of like on pins and needles waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, of course, by the time that this episode hits, I think um, the Mexico game will just either just be uh, be about to play or or on or ongoing as uh, as the episode drops. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that it's it's always just difficult with the U twenty threes because it's not technically on the calendar and you can't call up absolutely everybody that you want because. All this considered, all of our best players would technically be considered U twenty three right now. Like it, mm-hmm. we could technically have a loaded, a loaded um, team if we wanted to. Of course, we got uh, the Olympics this summer. Well, we hope to have the Olympics this summer. Then also, we also have the Gold Cup as well. It seems like everything just kind of falling in a um, in a in a weird spot because, like, it feels like the last four years, like we've had so few competitive games to really worry about. So it's it's almost like like people want to see some some actual competition. That's why I'm I'm actually happy to to have these games right now and and hopefully we we can qualify. Uh what you got TK? Honestly man, I'm just hoping we qualify. Um just you know wait for the game on Sunday and just hope for the best. Absolutely. I think that uh, the game against the Dominican Republic, like it felt like, like, honestly, I I didn't even like tweet anything during the first half. I was like, this game is like moving like molasses. And um, what was uh, Mahalovich that came in in the second half that like things started to turn around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that we are, we definitely need a, a ten of some sort to drive drive uh, the attack. Uh, at least in the opportunities that he's got him with the senior team, think that he has you know at least uh, the want to. Just a matter of you know getting the opportunities. I think that um, Jason Christ, uh, the head coach uh, for the U twenty threes, I think he'll try to figure out like what's his best mix right now. But I do think that at least from what he saw, got with the. Um, uh, in the second half against the Dominican Republic, he might at least have a better idea now as far as who he wants going forward. Because really, like like you said before, it's really just one more game, and then if we if we can um, get that semifinal, we're good. We're good. So I mean, I hope he's got it together because <laughs> first half, I was saying some things about him because. <laughs> if I felt like the second half was to like was to spite the, the like tactics that he had the first like the guys were able to overcome it we've seen that a lot with some of our u.s coaches where we see like oh the players on field just kind of overcame the obstacles of the tactics right Right. Uh, but we almost i mean the first half like you said it was moving so slow and we're like do something to switch it up and it just wasn't coming and 
Luckily, you know, a couple of the subs in the second half came in and and, and then Dotson kind of turned it on and Mahalovic turned it on. That's what really saved them. But it wasn't necessarily like they changed anything or made any adjustments. Yeah. Of course, you and I have uh, been following the national team for the, for far too long. So, <laughs> um, like, we've, we've, we've been through this where it seems like there's a lot of potential with the U23 team and then – they don't qualify, and it just does, doesn't work out. Do you, do you have more optimism this time around as far as where um, that, we, that we can qualify for the Olympics? Yeah, because we qualified for the semifinal. The last two times, we didn't even do that. So uh, right. there's, there's, some, there's, there's, your, there's your step of optimism right there. Uh, right. But I, I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, Crystal, right? Like, I feel like that is the we, we've yeah. gotten a little bit further than we normally do. And now yeah. let's just go ahead and do the whole thing. Right, exactly. And I think, um, I mean, on paper and, you know, we know games aren't played on paper, but on paper, it looks like this is something that we can easily do, something that we can qualify. Um, I mean, getting to the semifinals, what we needed to do. And so I'm optimistic. I think we make it. How you feel over there, Mayor? I, I'm, <clears throat> I share sentiment, feel optimistic, um, just seeing the growth of, the, of the, the organization of the team. You know, we've had plenty of pods where we've just, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, things that we wish would, would change and, and, and would get better. And, and I think we're on the road to to seeing a, a bright future for, for the U23s, for the senior team, just the program as a whole. So, yep. I'm I'm hoping for the for for the best there, like I said, it's it, it's 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 so hard sometimes because again, like I said, we we've been through this. It's like it feels so good, and then all of a sudden, like I, I was um in one of my chats um early, early in the week, and um I was talking about the uh, 2012 team and like how um that uh that last minute goal against El Salvador, and I was like, man, like we we were right there, we really were right there. <laughs> And and just to to give up that last minute goal, I was like, yeah, we you, you want to avoid those type of things to where it's it basically prevents a whole generation from really breaking through. And like we've we've had a lot of uh, potential with our youngsters, and of course we I think we're at the point now where it's just, it's just it's too much to really hold back. So hopefully. Um, they were able to qualify and, and get those opportunities because I actually like where um, our senior team is going. And I think that only to strengthen that depth would go a long way. Um, so that we have the the senior teams. They have, they play on Sunday against Jamaica. Can, can I um, can I get one good favor out of you? Good. We'll play Thursday. Laws. Oh, wait, wait, hold up. Get this. Thursday. Thursday against Jamaica. Thursday uh, Sunday against Sunday. Northern Ireland. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, can I just get one quick favor of you, dear American Outlaws? Can we just finally get McKinney, Adams, and Pulisic together all at one time? Is is, is there something that's preventing <laughs> them in their contracts to just be like we can't we can't have them all together at one time? I I, I review the contracts. I I didn't see that. Um, but I mean, it, you're going to the White right. House tomorrow. Like, you, like you got to go and get this get this break. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the women's team. They, I mean, I could throw any, I can throw any, any combination of players out there, and they're the best team on, on the planet. But I, I think for the for the men, they have played one time. Those three guys have been on the field one time. 
and that was against England back in 2018, I think, November or so, 2018. They were on the field for like 10 minutes together. <laughs> Other than that, it was always like, and this is the same, right? There's always, you know, the last time it was going to be close was the Gold Cup in 2019. They all got called up, and all of a sudden, like, ah. Tyler Adams showed up. It, it, Tyler Adams showed up and was like, yo, my, my quad hurt, and, like, those two guys are here, so you know how that is. Like, we can't we can't all be together because the world ends, so let me break up out of here. Like, it's, we'll finally like, get it one time. It's, it's like uh, Hancock. You can't you can't be all can't be too close together all at one can't time. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise yeah. the world is going to just fall apart. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. But uh, I mean, just think World Cup qualifying. Like, I, I think it is good in a way because we know how we can play with each of those players on the field. The one thing that I hope we get before World Cup qualifying is them playing together. Like those three: Musa, Dest, like getting all those guys on the field at once. Our best players. John Brooks, like get them all on the field so that we can see how they perform together and see what tweaks we need to, if like one guy's out of place or, you know, how we move around, we need to figure that out because when World Cup qualifying hits, there's no, there's no experimental lineups. We can't have that. We got to go straight for the gusto. And that's been the real, I think the real tough part, because, you know, due to COVID, we we haven't had too many friendlies whatsoever. Like we finally got a chance to start playing at the end of last year, but course it was like either you do have a european roster or you have an mls roster like we really haven't had uh like a full a squad <laughs> roster with everybody that that available to us like this is probably the, the closest that we've gotten since 2019 like it's been a long oh, easily. time it's been a long time and um like i guess i guess the question there is like because so much has changed since then. Like, like, what are you guys expecting out of the national team like now? Because, like, I think the last time everybody was in like this, um, Pulisic was 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 barely, uh, you know, featuring yet with Chelsea. Of course, fast forward now, TK, uh, he's still kind of like, yeah, he's basically been like a super sub. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that that's a stretch. <laughs> but uh but I, I, like like what are you guys expecting like because everyone's kind of grown so much since then Chris, what's like i i don't e- i don't even know i mean there's so many guys now that have come up and come through i mean we don't get the chance always you know like you've been saying we don't get the chance to see them uh, i think with this uh the upcoming friendlies they're going to be there's gonna be some folks that are leaving i know that keeps changing of who's going to be leaving before the second match and who's going to be in, you know, only for the first match or staying for both. Um, I think that these are going to be some good games and we're going to get to see, like we said, what we've wanted to see some of these players playing together for the first time, but. Oh, did I get, I'm good. I was like, wait, I think I, I think I just lost my connection. No, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Ultimately, I'm optimistic about everything. It's kind of cool at this point to really start seeing that depth that we really haven't had before, and they're all young. So I'm almost wondering how this is going to play out with all the players that we do have, because I think we're getting to the point of a little bit of a blessing of riches. And so let's see. I think for me, the the one thing that's guaranteed going forward with the depth that we are gaining is that every roster that comes out can only be like 23, 24, 25, 26 players. And undoubtedly, 
someone's going to be like, why didn't this guy get called in? Why didn't this guy get called in? Why don't we have these guys? Who's this guy? Why this guy MLS is on the team? There are some people who think that the team should solely consist of European players. And there's some people who think that like their dude in third division, you know, Bulgaria should be starting over Sergeant and out the door. Like it's undoubtedly how that's going to work. We could have 23 guys that everyone thinks are the best 23 on in America. And those 23 could make the roster and someone's going to be like, what about number 24? It's just like the NCAA tournament. Every single time there's a snub of someone who's like my, you know, team in a mid-major didn't make it. Uh, the, the NCAA tournament is biased. Here is the same thing. Like Matthew Happy didn't make the, the team because of quarantine and people were still like, Burhalter's got to go because he didn't call him Matthew Happy. Like, <laughs> it just is how it is. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough deal because like, I want to say like when the, when the roster first came out, um, honestly, like I, I I really uh, found very few complaints. Like it actually took me a second to really realize that McKinney wasn't even on the team, mm-hmm. and I was like, that, to me, that's a that's a good thing that you can be like, you you're missing one of probably your top two players, and you're like, you know what, I still feel pretty good. Like like there be years where if if we were missing that type of uh, impact player, we'd be like, oh, well. I guess, I guess that's it. Ah, guess, shit. <laughs> but, it, but it definitely does uh, testify to how much deeper we're getting. Because um, I definitely think with with uh, guys like uh, Yunus Musa committing to the U.S., um, there's uh, two more players that I, that I heard that are um, at least contemplating joining the U.S. Is that correct? Like one player for Arsenal? Oh, uh, Florin Belligan is considering it. Um okay. Jordan Sebachu uh, from France, he committed uh, the week before Musa. We got Perea, um, was that last month? So we have three guys that have committed in the last couple of months, and each of them provide a different dynamic. Perea is on the U23 team right now, and then Sebachu just got called in uh, to the senior team uh, earlier this week. So uh, it'll be exciting to see him play on the national stage, hopefully for the first time, hopefully gets into into one of these games. Has it been surprising to see Burr to kind of go almost kind of cleansman mode as far as just seeking out all all these dual nets? Like, it's, it's I didn't expect him to do it because I think like at the beginning of his run, it was like it was damn near like it seemed like he was only saw you you uh, MLS players and that was it. Now it's like yeah, I'm I'm searching everywhere. I love it. I mean, and I want him to get more credit than he's been getting. Because a lot of people, whenever I mean, when Des like committed, Des was like, "Yo, Burhalter flew all the way over and saw me and talked to me, and I really liked what he had to say." And everyone was like, "Oh, well, Burhalter had nothing to do with it." When it came out of Des' mouth that he was everything had to do with it. Musa talked about the coaching staff, the players. Perea has done the same thing. They have been doing a great job at making sure they feel welcome, even with Efren Alvarez going to Mexico, uh, their camp. Burhalter was like, yeah, I wanted him to go. I told him, go and get that experience and then, you know, compare that to the experience that we gave you. And hopefully, you know, we think that our experience will be better, but you can't know that until you go and see the, how the other side lives. Like, that's 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 a flex. Like, he's yeah. flexing at this point now. Like, he's telling people, yo, go on, yeah, go on, go on to Mexico and see how they work. And then you come back and tell me that you're committing. It's you great. What, you know what, though? Because, like... I want to say that, especially considering where the energy was with the national team 
uh, with the men's national team before COVID. You can honestly say that COVID was probably the best thing that probably happened for Burhalter and the national team. Like it allowed him to kind of take a step back and, you know, review everything and really, you know, take take on this job with a with a whole new energy. I think that we've honestly been better for of course it's helped that our top players have really stepped up with their club situations and really improved in on the individual level, but he's also taken the time to to improve on his end as well. And I guess it's been, of course, it with the matches at the at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. It's I think considering the competition, it's kind of hard to really see like like where we are for sure. But at least I think that we're moving in in a positive direction. And given where we've been the last four years, we kind of need that. Yeah, I agree. It's it. I think the hard reset of COVID like that stopped for three or four months really helped our players recover from injuries that they had. And if you saw right at the beginning of the restart for all these leagues, Bundesliga, EPL, both, you know, McKinney came out swinging hard. Raina came out swinging hard. Like he wasn't really playing before that. After he came out banging, you know, just, just banging in goals and, and helping people, him and Holland formed this wonder, wonder strike partnership. You had Adams, who was just excelling in Champions League. And then you have Pulisic, who just went on a run that Chelsea has seen by, like, few people in the last five years that are not named Didier Drogba. Like, that is – those are the things that you you wanted to see. And it, it even Dest, like, used his role to parlay into the springboard to Barcelona. Like, that – the guys were able to reset, recharge, and they were the ones that came out saying, all right, we had a whole summer where everyone's looking at us and everyone, you know, all these teams are losing money. They're going to try and go after some good talent at quote unquote cheaper prices. Why not us? And they went out and went and got theirs. That's, that's the best thing about COVID. If there's a silver line to COVID is that these guys were able to do that reset and really take advantage of it. Absolutely. And of course we, we would be remiss if we didn't hit up, you know, our crown jewel of the, of the U S soccer program, the women's national team. Of course, they just, uh, announced, uh, their squad for the air friendlies coming up against France and Sweden. So it's a pretty big friendlies coming up. Of course, they just came off of winning the She Believes Cup uh, last month. Yeah, last month. And um, uh, needless to say, there was a lot of good things that happened in the She Believes Cup. But of course, we we definitely left with some with some controversy that Mm-mm. it's almost it's almost like. Hey, remember we won a cup. <laughs> remember that. And um, with first with the uh, anthem uh, situation, of course, everyone decided just to stop with the uh, protests, and then that led it to the uh, AGM meetings, um, like a week or so later. And our good buddy Seth John, like, um. I guess. I guess. First, hold up. First hold up. Like, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Man, don't call that. <laughs> Is that your boy or? Because I nah, bro. We ain't claiming no, ain't that boy. on this pod, bro. Absolutely not. There's two. <laughs> there's two, right there. Ain't my boy, Rashad. Mm-mm. Is my that boy. your boy? Nope. Nope. Right, nope. The pendulum nope. swings back over I here. Not him. <laughs> Please continue, put sir. Don't put oh, that all evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. I guess uh I guess the big the big question there is that um 
do you, do y'all feel like there's there's harmony right now with the women's team? Because I feel like, especially with uh, some of the comments that Crystal Dunn made as far as her choosing to no longer kneel during the anthem, it didn't sound like they were like they'd even like really talked about it with within the team. Like, like what's what's y'all's vibe as far as where they're going right now? Of course, they're about to start uh, with qualifi- qualifications for Olympics um, as well too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You want to go or you want me, Chris? Because I got thoughts. Go ahead. You, yeah, well, you got thoughts. Give us thoughts. Um, so yeah, go, I was, go thoughts, I was on man. that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was on that have, press conference with her. Yeah. And okay. I saw her eyes. She was saying, yeah, you know, we decided, we decided to stand. We've, we've done the talking. We want to do more action. But I saw her eyes. And her eyes told me, yo, they're not doing this no more. So it's on us to conform that way as opposed to bringing everybody else to our side. I don't, I'm not going to speculate on whether, you know, everything is completely 1000% harmonious. Cause I guarantee you it's not no, no team is completely harmonious, but when it comes to that part, there's absolutely, they're all not on the same page. There are, there are a lot of them that may be on the same page, but there are some that are not. And the problem is I think that some are the ones that are carrying this conversation. They're the ones that are end up winning, right? Like normally it, you know, if it's, it's, it's almost like a jury jury has to come back all like all in favor. Right. Mm-hmm. And because one is not in favor, we gotta, we gotta sit there until everybody's in favor. They're not doing that. The one person was in favor and they're just like hung jury. We're just going to go back to what, what we're doing. And I could sell that from her eyes. That, and, and I also could tell the hurt in her eyes that, she had to be the one to come out and address the media and be fed that question because it should have been someone else, you know, some other people on the team who have been standing the whole time. And of course, and the thing was, she was, she should have been on the press conference because she was the best player of the tournament. Another, another she didn't get to talk about that. (laughs) She had to come out there and face media and talk about her teammates that weren't standing up for her in the locker room, weren't standing up for, well, they were definitely standing on the field, Uh, but they, you know, she had to come out and I could tell she's like, not only do I have to sit here and fill these questions, I don't get to talk about the fact that I had a hell of a tournament. And so I was trying to feed her questions that were kind of based on that. Like, yo, you had a great tournament. Tell me what you did. So she could kind of end on a happy note, but I never got a chance to ask those questions, but mm-hmm. it definitely, you could see the hurt and pain and I, I think going forward, they're just going to be standing and until something else happens. So some other, you know, tree shaking happens. I don't know what that's going to be. What you got, Crystal? This is bullshit. I'm sorry, this is just bullshit. She I put mean, it way I better did. than I did. <laughs> that's all you say. I mean, I um, I caught a pod with Midge Purse. Uh, I think it was like the U.S. Soccer Pod, and she talked about like how you know hard it was for her having to explain to her teammates how why this mattered and 
just education and disparity of people not coming together. And yeah, absolutely. I could understand that it's not, it's, it's going to be like Donald said, it's like that one or two pe- people that are just have a strong influence. And if not, if everyone's not on board, then that's it. That's the decision. I think it's just bullshit. Like I said, uh, keeping it a hundred. I think that if they're doing the work behind the scenes, cool. But I don't think that anything happens unless we, well, I would say unless until we see something else happen, you know, until I mean, there's another incident. It. They keep yeah. talking about all the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes, but we haven't seen it. And so when we ask them, what have you done? They're like, they always talk about things that are coming. Oh yeah, yeah we're about to do this. We're, we're talking with them on that. We're discussing this. And never once has someone said, hey, by the way, we got together and we did blank or we are yeah. going to do blank and it's going to happen on this at this next game. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what will happen, um, especially in France, because France also has their own inner turmoil amongst their team. And they also have been battling the same type of thing with them. Shocking. Um yeah, I know, right? And and so I, I don't know like how that's gonna work abroad because we if you think about it, we we've been doing all this at home. We haven't been doing it abroad right. yet. I don't know if that's going to translate abroad. So that is a going to be an interesting thing, an interesting dynamic. I know they did it in the Netherlands, but it wasn't really you could tell it was just very new. Now at a certain point, there's gonna be some of the outspoken players that are gonna need to speak up more. Because clearly, like, Crystal was like, I can't even speak up. I'm one of the best players in the world. And I don't even have the respect to speak up about my own issue, the issue that is facing me on my own team. I think that's a shame. It's, it needs to be the white allies that are speaking, that need to speak up. It really does. It, it can't just be Crystal being the voice of the whole thing and having to carry all the weight. That's not fair. Yeah. And on the white side, it can't be just Megan. Because, I mean... No. Megan is very outspoken. She she's so uh, outspoken Midge, that people have stopped listening to her. Yeah, Midge did drop some names in, in that podcast that she did of some of her allies that are basically helping her out with uh, Black Players Collective. And she, I think she even name dropped the like, oh, you need to contact, you know, whatever player it was to to hook up with them about whatever project. So there are definitely some of those folks that are that are that are you know advocates and allies. But there needs to be more of that besides, like you're saying, Megan. Yeah, be absolutely. public. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think that what, – what, what you got, Rashad? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to piece up my thoughts together. What you, what you got? I was, I'm just thinking just, uh, just out loud, just the climate of – you know, the climate that we've been in, we've been living in, like, during during this pandemic, just – all these social issues that have been under a microscope, the conversations that we've been having, you know, in a medium like this amongst um, friends and family um, and and just in in different environments, that the ignorance that still exists around these issues within and out of soccer is amazing. We've, I, I, I really don't know how to put it in words. Like you're trying to formulate your words. I'm trying to express it the best way I can. And it's just mind blowing that some people just don't get it. it. Yeah. They refuse to get it. They don't get it. They don't care. Um, it's, It's just amazing. And especially when you're on a team 
you know, you're, you're, you're practicing together. You're, you live together in some, some instances, you're, you're, you're playing together. You have to rely on other people's talent, their time, their, their sweat equity, everything. And to not care says a lot or not to even try to understand what people are going through says a lot. And you're on the pitch, you're fighting and playing with these people, blood, sweat, and tears. And to just, I, it, it just amazes me every time I think about that. And even Crystal wearing that beautiful shirt you're wearing. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, we will, oh, we will, we'll get on that in just, yes. just a second. Um, These things just, we, we, we just can't get, we, we're, we're allowing ourselves to not grow. This, we're, we're still, like, we take two steps forward, we take five backwards. And we can never go, we can never take, you know, we, we can never make progress. And it's just, it blows honestly, my mind every morning I wake up. I'm just like, dang, another instance, another situation. It's like, it's, it's, where do we go? I, absolutely. I, I definitely agree, agree with that. I, um, I, and especially with everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, you know, of course, the shootings here in Atlanta, uh, the shooting uh, yesterday, in uh, Boulder, um, you you would think that between the 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 lockdown, the pandemic, the the protest, that at some point you'd be like, you know what, I need to see what's going on here and, and at least try to understand because it's, it's clearly people are trying to trying to speak up and, and say something, and for us to be. A year into since the um, since the first lockdown, we're still in a lot of ways still wrestling with this. Or like, I don't expect everything to be solved, but at the same time, I I would like to see a situation where people are at least starting to listen and be like, "Hey, what's this about? What can like how and how can I affect change?" Because it, it might not be, you know, the, the biggest, you know, worldwide change, but it, it starts with one. It always just starts with one. And it, it kind of goes from there. But um, again, we're uh, looking forward to all these games. And um, I said, um, but, there, the, but there was one last question that I, I wanted to kind of pose to everyone, because like, because um, you guys know y'all y'all been thick of it for the last decade or, or so uh, with the national team. I, I definitely would say that the last four years have definitely been the most tumultuous, you know, between the men uh, missing out on the 2018 World Cup and the wilderness that's basically been since it's gone on since then. The women, even despite winning the World Cup, they've had their issues uh, with the lawsuit for equal pay what what do you think it will take to kind of bring the fan base and just kind of this the the good vibes back to the the u.s soccer program i think for man, me i don't know it, go ahead crystal i was yeah, gonna say i don't know man i don't know these are things that we like you know donald and i talk about like what what are we thinking for just you know on the trickle down of in our stadiums, what this, what's this going to look like when we finally get back after all these changes and all the things that we've gone through over the last four years and people really starting to focus again on the program. So 
your guess is good as mine. It's it's so difficult um, with everything going on. How is this going to be, like I said, trickle down? We've already talked about the women. How is this going to be in the stands? How is it going to be in the men, with the men in the stands? Because that's a very different environment. We already had our own issues. Uh, like they were already existed. So this is going to be, you know, I think this is going to be make or break it. Like once we're, once we're finally, everyone's out and free in the world, <laughs> it's going to be make or break this program. Actually, that, that, that reminds me of something because even with the uh, American Outlaws, like there was the incident back in December in Orlando, like, like I said, like it, it just feels like right now the energy is just funky right now in a lot of different ways. And I, it's, 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 it's crazy because I think for everyone that's followed the national team for, you know, three, four, five, 10, 15 years, it's definitely a, a different energy around the national teams, around U.S. soccer as a whole. And like I said, it's, it's affected uh, the outlaws um, themselves and like, I I think that we are all in need of just something that that'll actually bring us all together. I mean, honestly, this is the wrong answer for me, but this is the answer that it is. Um, winning is going to bring people back. That's, that's the simplest answer because if you think about it, the last four years has been the snarkiest, most like you said, tumultuous, just downgrading type of you know, crap that we've had to go through. Anytime someone says U S men's national team, like people have raced to be the snarkiest. They raced to be the most down on the team because it was cool to do it because they, they earned it right for in a way they earned it. They didn't make the world cup. So people were like, we can shit on them as much as we want. And now we got some optimism. As we talked about, we have, we have a light at the end of the tunnel and we're starting to see a finish line at least for us kind of emerge back. And now it's cool to be, be high on the, on the national team again. It's cool. Like, yeah, you lose Moose. That's my boy. I've been watching him since he was like 18 years old and he was, you know, whatever. Right. People are starting to do that. Christian Pulis, the guy watched him and he was in Hershey, man. He's the, he's the man. Like he was, people don't, people forget. Christian was on that field in Kuva. I know I was there. I was at the game. He was on that field. Ariola was on that field. There were guys who people love that were on that field, but they put the onus on a couple of players, including one, Josie, who was the only player to date that has apologized for that game to to the, to the fans. And he did it that night. He was the only guy. But I say this because to get people back into the stands, they have to recognize, and, and we, you know, as outlaws, we have to be a part of it. I know you guys are doing that in Atlanta, you get in Major League Soccer, all these different supporters groups are trying to do it in their own different ways. But we have to be at a point where we have to recognize that off the field, these players are people just like us. They go to the same supermarkets as us. They go to church with us. They go to they go to the clubs with us. They they do everything yep. as people. And there are too many people that are in sports, that love sports, that follow sports, that think of them just as entertainment. And that mentality has to change. If there, if that is the thing that if if people want to go back to normal, and the normal includes them thinking of them as just entertainment, I don't want that normal anymore. Yeah. I want people sure. to realize that these guys need to be respected. And 
if if something's hurting Serginho Dest to the point where he feels like he can't play, if something's hurting DeAndre Yellen to the point where he feels he can't play for his national team ever again, that should be pain that we all feel. And that should be something where we're like, yo, he is an integral part of this the society is an integral part of our national team of our soccer family. And we need to do what we need to do so that he can feel comfortable playing again. No one did that. They just wrote him off and said, well, he's too old. Fine. Bye. Like we can't have that anymore. And that's where I think U.S. soccer as a whole needs to be out in front of that. American outlaws needs to be out in front of that. All supporters groups need to be out in front of that. And people in, in whole need to look and say, look, this dude could be my neighbor. He could be my, my friend. And he needs to be respected. Like I would want my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister, whoever to be respected. It's, but people just don't want to do that. So until that happens, we won't fully be together. That's unfortunate, but we have to work on that every single day. And if we, and because the haters aren't taking a day off, trust me, I see it every day. Not in a little bit. That's why the, that's why the shirt says zero. That's why the shirt zero. says zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Evergreen. Yeah. Try to tell you, man, like it's, it, it just, it, it doesn't stop course. Um, uh, we saw over the weekend um, uh, supporters out in uh, Slavia, Prague, um, basically uh, come out with a banner. Um, uh, I forgot for which player it was. Is that I have to pull it up real quick? But it was uh, it was Kamara, right? Kamara for yeah. yeah. Was that it? it was Kamara. Yeah. And basically, they just said like, "Hey, he's just a nigger." And I'm like, "Oh, that's just how we feel now." Like, yep. imagine that's that's for that's for that team like he plays for them he plays for for that badge and i'm like damn it's just it's just like that look i i i i I know they've advanced over rangers um in europa and they play arsenal i'm not an arsenal fan by any stretch but i got a obama yang black lives matter arsenal jersey in my closet i hope i pray to god that abba channels Wakanda and scores like 18 goals and does the Wakanda salute every single time pew, in front pew, of their supporters. Pew, pew, pew. I, I really, I, I, I yeah. swear, like I, I will be the biggest Arsenal fan when they play. I want them to, <laughs> I want them to get just absolutely demolished into oblivion. I, I want them to have to find a new name when they're done. That's how bad I want Slavia Prague to lose now. See, Absolutely. I used to I used to follow Arsenal real real tightly, but then like you know, I got this U.S. life, and I got I got my local team. I ain't got time for a lot of this European stuff. I will go dig through the cobwebs in my closet, and I will pull out that Arsenal jersey. I will put that on, and I will rep that for that whole game because nah, this ain't okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of, speaking of Europe, real quick, uh, uh, I don't know how you feel about um uh, that that Liverpool draw. I feel fine. Um, so the the biggest, the best joke going between our the two fan bases are the matchup is uh, injury CF versus injuries FC, um, <laughs> because <laughs> and it's like you're like, are you are you making fun of us? Are you? Oh no, you're making fun of, of both of us. Cool. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Spider Man meme. We're you know it's just, <laughs> but like yeah, I I think it's fine. Um, I, I saw the video of uh, what's his face, uh, Sala doing the little climb with his uh, shoulders, and I'm like, "Yo, man, do not poke the bear because Ramos is back and he knows you have two shoulders." 
Oh, and wow. he already destroyed one of them. Wow. I, I'm not saying he, I'm not telling him to do that. I'm just saying, don't tell a man, like, like if I told Mike Tyson, like, yo, are you hungry? Like, don't, like, don't put an ear in front of him. We see what he can do with it. Like, and I'm not saying that because I don't like the man. I'm just saying, don't do something you know has already happened. The oh, man has, tor- has torn your, has ripped your arm out the socket already. Don't give him the other one and say, oh, this one's strong too. Because, mm-hmm. hey, so, and, and, and I think for, for Liverpool and, and Real Madrid, Real Madrid just needs to be consistent, which we haven't been. And once if, if they're consistent, then I think they have it. But I definitely like this better than the other side of the draw. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we got um, – so let's take a look at uh, the Champions League draw. We got uh, Man City and Borussia Dortmund, FC Porto and Chelsea, the, the Mourinho Derby. Uh Bayern Munich and PSG. Ooh, ooh, man. And, don't uh, like, don't want. Real Madrid and Liverpool. I, I could already tell you, like, that that Bayern PSG one, like, that that's going to have some real ramifications because basically, the, especially with the way those teams have been looking this year, whoever loses, it's going to be a major disappointment for them uh, for this season. Of course, that's a rematch of last, last season's uh, Champions League final. And, yeah. Uh, how y'all feeling about uh, Porto? Uh, I mean, Porto did not knock out Juve. Eh. Not really worried about Porto, man. Um, they were pretty good defensively, I'll say. But I, I defer to my first statement. <laughs> not really worried about Porto, <laughs> to be quite honest. I think it's a culmination of just like having the right attitude and um, Tuchel's been able to bring that to the squad. And there's definitely been a mentality change or if not a mentality change, um, just like a, everyone's essentially switched on. Uh, case in point is Marcus Alonso. So uh, even Emerson, he had one touch last game or the game before. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I think we'll be fine. Uh, the other games are much, much, much more tasty, in my opinion. Are you guys hoping for the best uh, against against City, uh, Rashad? Hey, you can hope for the best, but, man, I don't know. I think you guys can do it, man. This is the thing with City. They're clinical at, like, you know, failing in the Champions League. It's their thing. That's always true. That's a fact. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think Holland just has, like, this is his breakout moment. I think Holland and Reyna, like, for Borussia Dortmund, this could be their breakout moment, uh, potentially. And then, you know, they'll have to get through the semi. But they – but the the wings in the back line just have to hold. That's – they have to – they have to hold. Otherwise, it's it's not going to – it's not going to – Who are you putting on the Bruyne? That's the question. Mm. That's that's. Mm. Yep, that's a very good question. <laughs> that's talking about the cancer, that's like, a very mm. good question. And 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 that answer is absolutely one hundred percent correct. <laughs> uh, you have no idea I mean, who, who could right. be nobody who's going to stop him. <laughs> um, Rashad, we still got United. Like, I mean, we sh- we we should be able to handle Granada. So, I mean, yeah. we, got, we, got, we got something. <laughs> yeah. What's the theme song to Europa League again? Uh, whatever it is, Spurs. Blew right, nobody it, so. knows it. Whatever it is, Spurs blew it. So there's that. But um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. Who do you I'll, think uh gets through on the? Or go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, we got a uh, there's Maynard at Granada, Arsenal, Slavia Prague, Ajax, Roma. That one's actually pretty tasty. And uh, yeah. Dinamo Zagreb against Villarreal. Um, I mean, I'm kind of just loosely following that one. I think that I think my guys should be able to um, at least get through to the semis and everybody else kick rocks. <laughs> 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 hey, that's wide open because you have. I, I heard no Benfica and I heard no Sevilla. So yeah, there's no basically Sevilla between them, between <laughs> them, they've won the last what fifteen? Uh, <laughs> what seems like fifteen, fifteen out of twenty. Yeah. So yeah, we got so a shot. You're good. We got a shot. But you still got to, you still got Granada and uh, Villarreal representing La Liga. La Liga has won fifteen in the last twenty uh, Europa and Champions Leagues. Europa's. Yeah. Now before we uh, go into uh, to up to that, I, I did see that. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Crystal is a uh, capo with the San Jose Earthquakes. They put out a really touching video uh, with you uh, last week. You know, for, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Crystal, during during the lockdown, was uh, diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer. And, um, like, how are you doing right now? I'm actually doing really good. Uh, so just had my one-year anniversary uh, of diagnosis. Uh, disease is stable. Uh, at this point, there's no evidence of disease, which is the best you can have. Uh, so just riding it out at this point, feeling good, uh, like feeling almost pre-diagnosis, like good. So just hoping it holds as long as possible and go out and enjoy my time. What time yeah. I got left? All you yeah. gotta do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we were talking about it um on um, um, last week's show and um in a tubs town, like it's hard work getting old and, you know, we definitely got to do whatever we can to, you know, s- stick around as long as we can. Like I, I, I got something in um, my tubs town this week, matter of fact. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, definitely whatever we can do to, you know, to, to keep you lifted up and, and here, you know, let's, let's, let's keep that thing going. Um, but yeah, so let's let's, let's see this uh, beautiful shirt that you're um, that you're rocking right now. Uh, hey, let me get the uh, this, me? Get this, this one. Hold on, real quick. yeah, there we go, there we go. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her the spotlight on this one. Hang on, <laughs> hang on real quick. There we go. There, I'll even. Yes, yep. the racist encounter <laughs> T-shirt that you can find at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Uh, this week, you can still get twenty percent off on all orders with the promo code STEMI. Hopefully you haven't spent all, all of it right now on the uh, all your money just yet. So if you have it, cop, cop a T-shirt, cop a name set, and uh, you know, like I said, support the culture and everything. And um, that definitely, uh, like I said, we we definitely have been busy the um, the past week. We just put it on um, on Twitter something that I, I had hyped last week, but we showed it um, the day uh, the Machal Chol. Uh, name set um, uh, the homegrown player for Atlanta United, um, uh, Bradley uh, Hartlodge. Uh, put Pull the graphic up, name. sir. Okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> talk, talk and work. Talk and work. Come on now. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think that it's actually one of the 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 my one well, of my most favorite ones that I've, I've done so far. Because you, for those of y'all who don't who did not follow Pokemon when you were like 13. There's a Pokemon called Mach- uh, Machop. And like I said, we have a homegrown player here. With like, uh, Machop Chol uh, played in uh, Wake Forest. And uh, one of the uh, 
supporters here said, hey, I want to do a uh, dedication for him. See if I can uh, work in the Pokemon into the number. And lo and behold, I actually came up with that in like four hours. Like from like from him giving me the idea to actually just try to figure like how it's going to work. Uh, four hours. It's probably like probably one of the fastest ones that I've done. And the, um, yeah, he uh, got it pressed. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and um, showed me the pictures. And yeah, it came out absolutely incredible. Um, in fact, uh, he told me that um, uh, my child's family is actually wants to get it, get the same um, name sets as well. So um, looking forward to uh, working with the Chol family and getting uh, those name sets uh, together for them so they can rock our stuff um, at games and everything. And of course, you can get your own, uh, your own name sets too at, at ftcutd.myshopify.com. You know, we, we, we go coast to coast. So, you know, Crystal, we, we can get some Quake stuff going. Like, I actually like that uh, that new kit. It's, it's smooth. Yes. That, that's the uh, 20th anniversary MLS Cup anniversary kit. Like, that's smooth. That's smooth. Yeah, we, we love it. We uh, we were kind of tipped off that it was going to be a tribute. And so we were kind of trying to figure out how that was going to look. But yeah, I really, really love it. Love that it went back to the blue. So yeah, love to see what we could do. Yeah, um, I think between y'all and LA, like, of course, back then, MLS was still had still had teams um, it, with Nike. So the translation yeah. between Nike to Adidas actually worked out pretty well uh, with the with the two uh, tribute kits uh, this year, of course, D- DC did it last year with the 25th anniversary kit. Uh, I just wish it was the stripes were on the front. That's all I wish. That's all I wish. Like, but it, yeah, and I don't cool. think they're going to do that because of the the uh, shirt sponsor. Um, I think they don't want to do it, which I think there's a way to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of like think outside the box, and like you know, because like I always think back to like there's an Inter Milan kit that they had, like. Like 10, 12 years ago, when they had like the shirt sponsors like, right underneath the crest. Mm-hmm. It can work. It can absolutely work. Just, you know, yep. they got they got to uh, keep pushing it. But um, I said, we'll, um, uh, in two weeks, we'll have our full um, full kit review episode. Next week, next week, we got a big fucking announcement next week. So stay tuned for that. We got a special guest for, uh, for that announcement. So Make sure you stick around for episode 107, and um, we'll be, uh, be able to, to get with you guys. Um, but let's uh, wrap this up and get up and uh, two, two down. TK, what you got? Yeah, you know, I just don't know if I have a... You've been pretty up lately, so... Yeah, man. I, I think things have been rolling, I, honestly. um I'm just, uh, I guess, yeah, things have been rolling. I got <laughs> been getting uh, called for gigs, so uh, just uh, I'm happy and positive to um, thankful, bless all the good things to uh, just you know kind of have things rolling my way for uh, this first half of the year. Um, yeah, just looking forward to it. Um, I guess an up would be my parents are gonna come visit this weekend, so it'll be very nice to get a chance to see them. And uh, you know, interact with the the grandbaby and all. I really don't think I have it down, man. Life is a uh, is, is honestly so. I uh, you know, here's a down. I haven't uh, 
I haven't ticked my uh, my magical number in my bank account yet. I'm just not there yet, guys. Just not there. So <laughs> y'all y'all send me a send me some love. The funding will all rain down upon me. Cool. Anyway, pass it off, man. I'm, I'm good over here. Life is lovely. Cool. Mayor Kane. All right. So, are, you, are you in Nashville? No, I'm in, uh, I'm back in the metro area, but I'm on the north, 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 north side. Ooh, are you know what? I'm, I'm, no, I'm north of the wall, yet. but north of that, you know. He's way north of the wall. Way north of the wall. <laughs> Shut up from the wide. All right, so I'm going to start with uh, two downs since, uh, you know, TK left off on that. And I kind of want to identify the Boulder situation we touched on. Um, They identified the uh, suspects. And uh, there's 10 people, of course, that uh, unfortunately were um, casualty in the situation. But the uh, shooter is facing um, 10 uh, murder charges, of course, um, 10 counts of murder in the first degree. So, um, you know, more details as, as things come along with that. But unfortunately, you know, those people had to lose their life to senseless crime. Um, you know, love goes out to their families um, and, and everyone involved in the situation. Um, and then my other down, which... Um, Hate to see this happen, you know, um, but uh, American football player Deshaun Watson, um, they they came out and said he's facing 16 counts of, um, I think, sexual or civil assault from um, seven women or seven more women, seven additional women uh, have come out. And it's bizarre because I follow him and. The things that they're saying, just just saying he's a predator and, and this and that, I I would have never guessed. Um, and I, I wouldn't put that. I'm not saying I put it past him, but I would have I would, knowing his personality from afar is just something I wouldn't have um, put on him uh, to be that type of person. But we'll see what happens as we go along. Um, but um, we hope hopefully, you know, that situation gets better for everyone involved with that. But on the upside. Um, Megan, Megan Rapino, her and Steph Curry and all these other athletes have come together, uh, to fight, you know, fight Congress to pass the For the People Act. And what the For the People Act is, is to help expand on voter registration and online voter registration, uh, mandates federally. So, um, you know, all of these guys are using their celebrity uh, to come along, and there's other people, including Tom Hanks and DJ Khaled and Whoopi Goldberg and LL Cool J and all these other people uh, that are down to support the uh, pinning of the For the People Act. And last but not least, a little funny little thing I, I kind of ran into this week, but you guys remember Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Oh my God. So uh, <laughs> Robin Williams, amazing guy. We actually share a birthday. So um, late Robin Williams. I, I, I won't put this past them, but they said that there was enough content from those shoots that they could have made a PG, PG-13, 
a rated R, and a C NC seventeen cut of the film. Wow. WTF? Are you serious? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. NC seventeen? Are you serious? Get Zack Snyder on it. <laughs> <laughs> Blown. But yeah, that's that's nuts. I don't think we'll ever see a rated R version of Mrs. Doubtfire. But in, if we ever have the, the chance, I'm, I'm lining up to see that. But yeah, I just wanted to leave off. On Speak it into existence. Yeah. That, that's got to happen. That stuff has to happen. <laughs> that's all you got? That's 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 uh that's my two up two down. Cool, cool. Mayor Wine, uh, let's just take a shot. What you got, man? So I'll start with a couple of downs. The the first one, uh, I just want to show support and solidarity for the Asian community. I know they're going through a lot right now. I know you guys are going through a lot down in Atlanta with the shootings that happened down there. I know uh, the mayor, uh, the other mayor, uh, I, I'm the other mayor. I'm sorry. The, the primary mayor on this podcast uh, shouted out uh, the Boulder uh, shootings, but the the ones that happened in Atlanta were kind of uh, taken aback because it was twofold. One, it was an attack against Asian, the Asian community, and it was an attack against women. And with this being Women's History Month, with this you know the twenty fourth Wednesday being Equal Pay Day, like we have a long way to go, uh, and everyone should be feeling hurt for that community uh, down in Atlanta who is, is going through that. So I just want to send a shout out to them and just really show solidarity with them, show them some love because they need it. And then I know that, you know, a lot of friends of mine have reached out to me in this, in these last few months with the social justice movement and everything that's been going on. It's, I, I want to do the same thing for them. You know, they, they deserve it. They need it. And, you know, we need to show that we are here for them as well because they're in the, we're all sharing the same fight. Um, and all of us are in this together as trying to, when we talk about equality, we don't just talk about it for black people. We talk about it for everybody. Uh, so I want to make sure that they know that we are with them in that. So that was the first one. The second one is things have been really stressful. So, uh, and it's kind of, it kind of leads into an up as well. Things have been very stressful for me lately. Crystal has been, uh, kind of to kind of, I've confided in her in a few things, but it's just been a, it's been a wild time for me. Um, this last year has been really bad. The, uh, Grego, we talked about this. I lost my mom back in August. I'm still feeling the effects of that. That's not something that ever really goes away. And I'm trying to deal with that, but the source of my strength was her and that strength when I need it, she was there. And right now she's not. So I got to figure out where that, where that strength is going to come from. And people always tell me, yeah, you're, you're a strong dude, but like every, every source of strength has a source of strength. And right now I have to find a new source. Um, But it does lead me into the, the, the up and up in that we are starting to, I've been showing so much love by so many people, um, people who have reached out and like, you know, Grego, you and I have talked about some of these things and just, what that feels like that's that stress that strain that pain um but it's leading to a lot of uplift because right now we have something that could get us back to where we can be each other's source of strength and that is the fact that more and more people are getting vaccinated and being protected against 
coronavirus. I'm, you know, thankful that my dad and my brother and I have all been gotten gotten a double dose in that Dolly. Um, shout out Dolly Parton. Thank you for funding <laughs> <laughs> funding this because no one else was going to. Uh, but so many of my friends are starting to get it now. And, you know, if you're out there, like if we want to get back to some sort where we could just go out and just, you know, dap it up with people, hug each other, like be in each other's company. It's starting, you know, it's starting to become springtime. It's going to become summer soon. Uh, we need to make sure that we stay on top of that. And I think right now that finish line is there. It, it, we can see it and we just got to run through it. We can't start high stepping on the 20 like Dion used to do because we don't have the football. Tell, so tell we have boys, to make sure. Tell your uh, yeah. in Miami or everybody yeah. who came down for spring break, you chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was there a year last year, year ago last year. And man, they were wilding in too. And I need everybody to chill out. We, we are so close. I just need everybody to just focus on the finish line. Usain Bolt didn't set no, set no speed records by lollygagging halfway through the race. Well, sometimes he did because he was that fast, but he ran through the line every single time. And we need to do that as, as a society. So I'm hoping that we can do that. And I think we're, I feel very optimistic that we're getting close. So for those of you out there who are, who, who feel like, man, everyone's getting vaccinated, but me, your time is coming. Stay patient, stay vigilant. Um, and pretty soon it'll be summertime. We'll have some matches to go to and we can start to bring the fun back. And that's what I'm, that's really what keeps me going is that I know I'm going through hell right now, but the, hopefully the goal of it is that come summertime, the fun will be there and the people will be there. We'll all be able to, you know, kick back and, uh, sh- you know, shout out to Ford Madison and, and Richmond kickers because the Henny Derby better have fans this year. You already know it's going down. Four you already know. Yes. Cuatro. Cuatro. Good. Good. I have enough handy for four of them. So we need to, you know, but to do that, we need to make sure we're all being safe. So hopefully everyone out there continues to be safe. Even if you're vaccinated like me, continue to stay vigilant, protect your friends, protect your family, protect your loved ones so that we can all celebrate the summer. And really, because we have we have two summers to celebrate for. We have life to celebrate for. And I think we owe it to ourselves to run through that finish line so that we can get back to doing all the fun things that we love doing. So hopefully uh, everyone out there staying safe. And again, thank you guys for letting me have this platform. Let, thank you guys for sharing your platform with us as, as great as it is. You guys have been the pinnacle for podcasts. So I appreciate you having me on finally. And uh, we'll, we'll do this again soon. We'll, we'll be able to wrap it up in person pretty soon. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 two, two things there, you know, of course, with everything with your mom and your family, I uh, hope everything's been, um, you know, recovering as best as possible because I know it's like, you know, repl- you can't replace your mom. It's just impossible. And um, so hopefully, you know, you, your dad, your brother are um, healing as, as best as possible. And, of course, me, you know, having followed D.C. for so long, like it's. I still haven't been to the new stadium yet, and that's something that I absolutely want to go to. And anyone that's followed DC that as long as as long as you have, as long as I did, like that's that was like a big deal to finally get that stadium done. So that's still something that I still want to do, and I still want to um, get up there. Hopefully, again, oh, 
we're not that far away. So hopefully we can uh, get that done at some point this year. And I got to get back bigger. to the gulch. You know, you already know. You already know how I do in the gulch. So hey, man, you might need to come down here. I know, right? Later. I drove. <laughs> I drove through downtown, and it's looking real like. Crystal, bed and cleanup. Let's uh, let's get it in. Oh man, put me in the spot here now after Donald. Um, so my my two downs. Um, couple. uh, You know, trying to be real positive with everything with going on with me. So I try not to be like too down, take shit too seriously. I think the one thing that resonates really is the the Asian hate crime because um, you know we had everything that happened in Atlanta but prior to that I don't know how much gets out across national news but we had a rash of hate crimes in the Bay Area in Oakland San Francisco and it just you know attacking our Asian elders and not just not cool I mean it's it's crazy I mean where I live it's 39% Asian so this shit ain't this shit ain't cool like it needs to stop and so that's my down. And I mean, we stand with the, the, the Asian community. Uh, Donald kind of mentioned it. You know, we all have to go together, women. We got we got our struggles. <laughs> and then, you know, all the people of color have their have their own struggles. Um, but if we can come together, make the world a better place. I know that's very kumbaya, but that that's what has to happen. Uh, my other down, uh, you know, like I said, I try not to get too down on on shit, but uh, this last week, uh, just being with in supporter groups, you know, Donald was a little bit a part of hearing all this bullshit, but I don't normally get on anything with NWSL, but there was some shit with Angel City FC, and I've been helping them out a little bit over there with their with their owner, like them having a, an investor come in that does not fulfill or meet the the standards that they try and hold themselves to, and then the club not holding him accountable, not hold, not like upholding any of their values, saying that, you know, David Dobrik, oh, he's left. They knew this shit was a problem for for weeks. They admitted it was a problem behind the scenes, but don't do shit in front of anybody to say that, like, we condone that, you know, this, all his actions potentially, like, assault, filming a rape. I mean, like, how do you, like, how can you let this be a part of your team in any way, shape, or form. Like when your supporters groups are sitting there calling on you, you need to do something and you just sit there and turn a blind eye. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Like I I don't stand with that. And you know, for me, I really haven't picked an NWSL team because you know I'm in the Bay and it you know, we don't really love everything LA. So it's not really like I want to really want to pick them. And they sure as hell ain't winning me over with win none of this shit. So that that's my down there. Like Stand, stand up, stand up for women, stand up for consent. Shit was not cool. And a little bit of rant over there. Um, so that was my, that was my little bit of support, uh, positive, my two ups. Um, so I'm a high risk patient, you know, having lung cancer and it's been a fight across the U S for our, for us to get vaccinated for COVID. Like, I don't know how much people know about that, but literally it is not prioritized in any way, shape, or form. If I were to get COVID, it is bad news. I, I mean, flat out, almost 40% chance, 60% chance I will not be able to continue my cancer medications if I was not hospitalized. And I'm already a stage four patient. 
so that shit is not just mm -mm. like so anyway california changed it uh as of march 15th we could actually get our vaccines i don't know how i got how lucky but uh a friend of mine said hey go check your, your provider they might already be have uh vaccine appointments available and lo and behold i got my first vaccine on march 15th so I will have my second vaccine on the 7th of April. And guess what that means? Two weeks and three days after that, San Jose Earthquakes first home game. I will be in like Flynn. I got no pro I will be vaccinated. Good to go. So that's my that's my one up. My second up is kind of related to that. Um got an email today and some communications with earthquakes. We weren't sure about, you know, supporters stuff but it looks like we will actually have seating and we will have well standing you know <laughs> you know all the accommodations california is so strict and santa clara county where i live was that we were those folks that shut the whole shit down we were the first in the nation to shut down for covid so it was not going to be easy for us to get back in the sands and i do appreciate that they're taking like all this really seriously and all the precautions that they've had throughout the whole year but I'm just ready to get back to business as usual and to live in because I ain't got time left. Like, so ready to get in the stands. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for, for coming out with us. Let me uh, wrap this up real quick uh, with uh, my two up. Um, yeah. Um, uh, quick down. Um, uh, I actually just got word. Um, uh, a little while ago that my uh, had a cousin that passed away. So I just want to get my thoughts out to uh, my cousin Sierra um, uh, for the passing of her mom. And, um, you know, it, 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 it sucks. Cause like we're a real, we're a real tight knit family, you know, like we're big as fuck, but you know, we try to be there for each other. And like in course with COVID, it kind of makes being actually there person, you know, tough. So I just want to give, um, my love to her and her dad and everything. Um, um, uh, on a lighter note, my other down is everyone's uh, uh, bracket probably went to shit <laughs> uh, as far as the NCAA tournament. Um, surprisingly, my final four picks are still good. Donald, I still I, I still got uh, Michigan boys. Actually, I actually have the women at all. So even though Tony ain't here this week, uh, I actually have Michigan winning the whole thing. Um, of course, uh, we had the uh, FTC uh, tournament challenge on ESPN. And um, I think uh, uh, Government Cheese, Pat, you're actually uh, leading right now. So uh, um, like I said, we're going to see how long that lasts. But I got um, it's Gonzaga, Michigan, Houston, and got the fourth one i have to go back and look at it but um uh like i said right now i'm, I'm still holding up so like i said i know, I know without livers it might be uh, might be a little you know trouble but like i said we go we gonna see how, how that how that goes donald but um because i can uh, go out in the semifinal hey it you never know like i said like there's there, there's been so many upsets like i actually the one that actually kind of surprised me was uh usc blowing out kansas and i definitely didn't see that one coming but um, they beat the brace off Kansas. My yeah. God. <laughs> but um, I said, and of course, that leads into um, on a related note, 
the the women's uh uh tournament um, down in San Antonio. Of course, a big thing that happened over the weekend was that uh one of the players um uh, uh put out on social media like how the women's uh set up uh for their gym was compared to what the men had. The men had basically like a whole Valley Fitness uh set up and like the women basically had like something that they basically had something that you would see at my apartment complex. Like just like a like a one rack of rack of uh weights and that was pretty much it. And for the NCAA, it's supposed to be equal. It's not it's not that World Bullshit. Cup shit. It's not that World Cup shit where it's where it's supposedly equal. It's supposed to be actually equal. And the NCAA got called out always from Sunday until they finally got it right now. They they responded quickly, but just the fact that it was that it was unequal in the first place, they know they're wrong. And you can even go to the the social medias, um, them promoting only the men's compared to not even acknowledging the women's tournaments. Like it's shit like that that you know if you actually like, just go into it, there's a, so many inequities as far as you know what they the coverage that the men get compared to the women, and if you if you watch any of these women's games, they're good as shit. So it, it is not something that's not a coincidence. It's something that if you actually just take the time to watch and and not just dog it because it's just women, I'm like, yeah, like you actually would see that they they warrant that um, that 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 equality, and they should have already got it to begin with. Um, and that kind of leads to my last NCAA thing. Um, shout out to our boy Moby Akugo, um, uh, with, uh, Two Cents and Austin Bold. Just put out a shirt, uh, uh, NCAA shirt saying non-compensated athletes association. Um, we'll probably put a link out in the show notes, but, uh, that we shout out to that. We actually, uh, we had a project with them, uh, with Two Cents, uh, a while back for, uh, with their jerseys. Just a heads up for that. If they don't, if they don't show it on their podcast, they should be on the way out uh, probably next week because I actually did the name sets myself um, on their jerseys, so they look good. So I think that those of y'all that that uh, ordered those two cents jerseys, y'all will definitely like uh, the final product. Um, and um, also one uh, one last note um, as far as passings, um, Mauricio F- uh, Facio. LAFC uh, thirty two fifty two. Uh, their vice president. Um, he uh, passed away from mm-hmm. COVID um, uh, this past weekend. Uh, I I know his face from a lot of social media pictures. Um, but I didn't know him personally. But I know obviously he was a very big deal with uh, with their community. And it goes to show you that even with these vaccines going on, you still gotta gotta stay masked up. Still gotta you know. At, at least adhere to some kind of social distancing because is we're not at the point yet where nobody's catching it whatsoever and people are still dying from it. So, you know, from us here at FTC, we want to give our love to the entire LAFC community and and uh, yeah, it's just um, it's too many people out here dying. We got like I said, it's, it's hard as hell to get old. Do like I said, you know, take care of yourself out here. But um. Uh, I want to I want to end on a good note, but um, I'm, I'm gonna be petty. If y'all know about Derek Jackson, 
just amuse yourself amuse yourself for a bit just amuse yourself but um that's all that's all i really got for ron for this week that's all we got for this week again thank you to donald crystal for coming on to the show this week um where can they find y'all on on the socials me i'm a c c quadra c-u-a-d-r-a i know that's hard to pronounce for some folks because it it looks like it looks crazy because i have a c but it sounds like a q keep that in mind so c-c-u-a-d-r-a uh the number eight uh that's both on instagram and on twitter and i'm at blazing dw b-l-a-z-i-n-d-w and that is also on twitter and ig um or hopefully this summer just find us both at a tailgate find us both in the stands we're both easy approachable and, and love to talk to people yep. uh and rap about this beautiful game watch out i, I hu- i'm a hugger watch out <laughs> <laughs> this summer i will be too i haven't seen people in years so <laughs> absolutely uh of course you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at ftc utd well, I, you, you didn't even say anything. Well, I, I, was your was your was your mic muted, uh, Rashad? That's okay. I, I appreciate you. I was you. muted. Uh, I was muted <laughs> with him, and I was like, ah, can hear me. But yeah, uh, yeah again, uh, next week we got a very big announcement, so make sure that you catch us next week. Again, get your orders in. Promo code STEMI. Like I said, hopefully you haven't spent it all. I'm, I'm moving this week, so I'll I'll be busy, but it, but. Until next week for TK, for Mayor, for both mayors, for Crystal. We'll see y'all soon. The coach is real. The coach is everywhere. Yowchia. Peace. F-T-C-U-T-D.